Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Garoppolo. Thrown down. Brian Burns gets there. Spider-Man. What a pass rush by Burns. See how quickly he got to the edge and got This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on Believe Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Panthers Sports Illustrated beat writer Skylar Callahan and the Panthers all-time leading uh, rusher, Jonathan Stewart. He catches every Tuesday live in season here on the uh, the Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Pound that like button there. Uh, and of course, the audio will be available a little bit later on today. Across all major podcast platforms on the Believe Podcast Network. A um, lot to get to. Panthers are on their bye week. 0-6 going into this bye week. But what we do here at the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast, we got a little bit of positivity for you. Um, not just positivity, though, because we do understand that there's probably a few of you that are quite mad over what's happened over the past six weeks and more. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad. I'm going to tell you why we mad. So, you know, we couldn't go into the bye week without a tell them why you mad uh, edition. I was actually listening to... Uh, a podcast from a Panther content creator last night. Um, and I was just listening to the rant and the guy just, he just had it. <laughs> like he literally had it. It was almost like he was piling on multiple regime, like failures onto Frank Wright and company. Like they did all this other stuff from like eight years ago. <laughs> so like they put it all on him. I'm just sitting there listening to it. I'm like, it's really not that bad. I'm not in that same place. And I think Skyler was saying the same thing when we first came in. We all know Stu's Mr. Positivity, so he wasn't going to come in here bashing on the Panthers either. So we're going to get you all right. We're going to get you all right going into this bye week so you can feel better about what's your, what you're watching right now. Because I know a lot of you do not feel that way. If you don't feel that way, you can actually put your comments in the comment section. And it'll show up here at the bottom like our uh, super fan, Jamie Revis, saying good morning to everybody here. Panther Pickle in the house as well. Um that is a long paragraph of <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. Zach Jose, uh, chin should be used like the honey badger, meaning all over the place. Hill is a better slot guy, but have chin roaming and moving everywhere. So teams don't know if he's blitzing, playing the man, it's own. Uh, <laughs> Burns, too. Just, a lot to say, uh, man. Uh, so clearly, you a lot. Can he re, can he re say that and paraphrase it? <laughs> like, do it, break it up, break it up in sentences for I've us. Already, I've already read my devotion this morning. I love the love. I love the love. Zach. You're <laughs> devoted. You are you are invested in this team. So, uh, that's like one of those texts that you see on social media and they, they put, I ain't reading all that. Yeah, he's probably right about whatever he's saying. He probably is. He was very thorough. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> thank you for being here, Zach. We appreciate it. Um, Panthers fall 20, uh, 42 to 21 to the Miami Dolphins. Um, before we get to the box score, um, and we'll do a little around the NFL too, if we've got time at the very end. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm, please. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm upset. <laughs> 
upset. So he's frustrated. He is. He is mad yeah, about something he saw in the NFL. So we'll get all that too. So uh, before we do all that, word from our friends over at Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info, with all the up to minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From Week 1 all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use, your pro- use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts and where we typically start these episodes is a, look at, a quick look at the box score. We're not going to stay on it too long here. Uh, game started out great. I mean, best we've seen offense all year. I, I was sitting in my living room watching it, uh, and was just like, "What is this? <laughs> like, this actually looks this looks good. It's working. Like, everything's looking great." I will say this before I turn it over to you guys: Chuba Hubbard needs to be the lead back. Like, we need to stop playing. Like, Chuba Hubbard is needs to be the number one back. Miles Sanders needs to be like the third down guy, come in on passing situations, that kind of thing. I know we're paying him money. We'll figure that out at the end of the year. Chuba Hubbard, we drafted him. Chuba Hubbard's running hard. Chuba Hubbard's averaging over like five yards carry. Chuba Hubbard needs to be the lead running back of this football team. Am I am I lying or am I just seeing things weird or y'all agree or? I mean, I like it. I like it. I, but I, like it. I mean, obviously, yeah. you're paying Miles a lot of money, I, like you said. I, but <laughs> here's the thing: like t- today, I'm I'm gonna rewatch it because I had Hornets Sunday evening, so I didn't really get to catch a whole lot of the second half. And I don't know, maybe you guys could tell me, but it felt like they were going more with the same run schemes that they did last year when they were successful inside, you know, traps, the powers and stuff like that instead of the zone reads and the stretches. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's what they did or not, but it felt like that. So if, if that's the case, then maybe that's just the formula and Miles would have the same success too. I don't know. Well, I don't really – I think mainly they, they ran – they didn't really do too much different mm-hmm. me in the run game. Um, besides window dressing. Got some yes. 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 Run that Chuba had on the, you know, going off to the left side. Um, he bounced it. You know, the receiver went in motion. I think it was Levishka. Um, goes in motion. That's exactly what it like you want. And it's exactly what an offensive line would want. Because what it does is get, you get shifts in the defense. In the defense, now the the linebacker that isn't reachable, you know, at the second level, all of a sudden becomes reachable because you have some some window dressing. You got got to get those linebackers moving because otherwise they're just gonna dial in on the backfield, and they know runs coming. They're just gonna sit there and wait for it. You get some window dressing, you get some motions going at least now their eyes have to drift a little bit for a second. They have to take a step to the left for just a moment. Those little moments are huge. I mean, as you can, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw last night, but, you know, running game, man, is all about angles. If the offensive line can get angles on who they're supposed to block, that's where you find success. Um, and so I saw a lot of I saw a lot more of that that we haven't seen probably since week one, um, and and I'm not sure if it's I mean they called it simplifying the offense, 
But what I saw was an addition to the offense, which was maybe it's simplifying by adding just a wrinkle. <laughs> but um, but what I what I but what I did see out of Chuba though, and what I've been seeing since last year, is decisive running. You take one cut and you get upfield. Yes, and not just get upfield, but you run angry. You run with determination because at the end of the day, the running back position needs that, especially when the offense might be struggling, but not just the offense. Let's talk about defense, right? Like the defense, like we, we haven't, we, we haven't really talked much about the defense, but the defense has been giving up points. Okay. And so what happens when our defense is struggling? You got to keep them off the field. You got to give them a break, right? They tired of chasing the Tyreek Hills of the world. They try <laughs> a lot of fast people out there. <laughs> okay. So what better way uh, to accomplish that goal, uh, accomplishing the goal of, you know, saving your defense and, you know, dialing in on the offense by running the ball well. And I think that's one of the things that stood out in the very beginning is we're able to move the chains. We're able to be physical at the line of scrimmage and having Chuba run with that, with that determination. I mean, it, it's, it's something that defenses don't want to see. I mean, when I played, I played with the mindset, I'm not going to be tackled by one guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if it was one, two yards after every game, I had guys come up to me and say, dang, you was hard to tackle, man. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we, you know, put up points so that way y'all don't have to run the ball no more. You know what I'm saying? Those are the types of things that you want to hear. You know what I'm saying? Guys that, at the end of the day, don't want to tackle you. They won't. Don't because the physical part of the game is wear and tear. And if you start with that mindset in a football game, it's hard for a defense to last. And so. Shout out to Chuba Hubbard for running hard. He's definitely been a bright spot throughout the whole. To my in my point, in my point of all this is he's been a bright spot throughout the whole season. We, really haven't been able, we haven't been able to see that much of him, and so I don't know if you guys saw my keys to the vic, keys to the game, but did he get eighteen carries? He did eighteen carries for, uh, or excuse me, nineteen carries for eighty eight yards, four point six yards per carry, and a touchdown. Right. So, I mean, so, yeah, he did. Um, and so, you know, that's one that's one check off the, you know, the box, you know, and I said, got, get some motions in there to, to window dress the, you know, the run game. Um, but we got to work on the other things before we start being winners here. While we're on while we're on the run game, I think a lot of people don't understand, like how the, there's different running styles, right? Like Miles Sanders probably is a little bit more of a patient back than mm-hmm. probably Chuba is. Yes. So, Stu, how would you break down for, like, the average fan how it's – like, how each back has to have their style and, and what the difference is for those two styles to work? Like, how do you be patient and have success? How do you just hit the hole and go and have success? I mean, it's, it's basically based upon the run, right? If you got an A, B gap run, you got to hit it and yeah. go. <laughs> get out you yeah get downfield and, and and make a guy miss and get to the second level now as far as like you know the trap plays or you know um, a play where you got a pulling guard or a tackle 
um, or you're waiting for your tight end to come, you know, cross face um, to to strike a, a pin block or whatever. Those are the plays that you got to wait to develop. You know what I'm saying? You got to have some patience, especially mid zones, outside zones. You got to make sure you give um, you have to set those blocks up, meaning you have to, you know, convince the defender to be blocked, essentially. Yeah. So if you're if, if, if you want to run a mid zone play, where are we hitting that? We're not hitting it outside. We're not bouncing it. So you have a bounce. You have okay. a cut up. You have a bend back. You you have a bend back. I mean, you have a bend all the way back, right? Yeah. We don't want to bend all the way back unless we really have to. But when on you know when you have one a mid zone play, you got to make a defender think that you're going outside. So your patience has to be tempoed to where you're influencing, you know, that linebacker or that safety that you're getting outside. So that way your def- so that way your offensive line or your tight end can actually get on top of that block, and then you make that cut right off the back of his, you know, his, his you know, inside inside hip. Um, and so those types of plays, Miles Sanders is probably really great at because he's a patient runner. He's not going in there with the mindset of I'm just about to destroy my body. <laughs> now for me. I kind of had that mindset, like, but because I was the type of runner that was going to basically inflict, you know, pain or inflict, you know, a hit. It was less of a pounding on my body. It's right. it's, it's it's when you're running, when you're playing ball, man, you're either going to get tackled or you're going to hit the person. Right my mindset was I'm going to embrace my body to hit this person <laughs> not embrace to be tackled. <laughs> and so you had, those are two different types of runners. <clears throat> it doesn't feel and anywhere near as bad when you're the one that it does. Even if it, you don't, I mean, you don't think about it till after the game. Like, you don't yeah, probably yeah. feel it. Later, later on, you might feel it, but my shoulder hurt. But, um, but Miles Sanders too, He's got a he he's injured, right? Yeah. He, yeah. he got shoulder, injured shoulder. early in the year. Early <laughs> in the year. So this is a long season. When guys get injured, you know, you gotta start running differently. Um, you know, when I got injured when my ankles and whatnot, I ran differently. I ran to where I wasn't doing so much, you know, turning and 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 pumping my legs and piles because if I pump my legs and piles, I'm gonna roll my ankle again, right? So there's certain things that you do as a runner to preserve your body, to preserve, you know, your opportunities to stay on the field. And I think that Chuba and Miles have the ability to run very hard. Um, so there's nothing to say against Miles Sanders and his ability to to run just like Chuba ran the other night because we've seen it. We've seen it the first several games where – you know, he's fighting for those extra yards. And sometimes fighting for those extra yards puts you in position, um, you know, to be exposed. You know what I'm saying? That we have to learn, you know, when to go down, when to tuck the ball, and all those types of things. And so, I mean, it's a tough game. But whenever you're inflicting pain, it's a lot easier rather than getting tackled. 
what a quick um quick look at the box score in terms of uh just poking around on uh one offense Bryce Young 23 for 38 217 yards had a touchdown got sacked four times um his uh his uh quarterback rating was 85.1 I think it was the highest he's had this year um Chuba ran for the 88 yards Adam Thielen called 11 passes he's clearly become the number one target for Bryce in this offense um Still kind of waiting on Terrace Marshall Jr. I don't know what's happened because he had that one week where he caught like nine catches and we haven't really seen him uh, since. No receiving uh, catches, yards or anything this past uh, Sunday on three targets. So keep an eye on that name uh, in the bye week because I've had this nagging feeling that some of these guys aren't going to be here uh, when we come back and start playing again in two weeks. I just don't know exactly which way they're going with this. Um, Troy Hill did have that interception late in the uh, second half on Mike White who came in. Can we take can we take like two minutes and talk about Tyrell Hill? I mean Tyrell, uh, Tyreek Hill, and how unfair it is that he is in this league because well, so it, fast, dude. It, the fastest man alive. Like he literally, it's like trying to keep smoke in like an open cage. <laughs> like he's just like when he caught that ball in the middle of the field, and there's yeah. there's literally like eight Panthers in front of him. I was like barbecue yeah. chicken. This is over. Like as soon as he got to that side, <laughs> and it was like watching a video game. He just went like tech mobile. He just went like past yeah. it. I don't think people realize too how fast Raheem Mostert is. Yes, that dude yeah. is smoking. Scare yeah. the whole offense is just scary. Waddle it's is fast. So fast. Waddle is he fast. Be, he, 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 I think he could be the fastest running back for sure. Oh, the, the dude, the dude right. was out. Isn't he faster than him? Uh, HN or how do you? I don't know. He's pretty quick too, yeah. He's fast yeah. too. Like they've all been yeah. clocked. Like it, I saw something where like uh, like five or six of the fastest like clocked miles per hour in the NFL. The season. Dolphins. They're all the Dolphins. <laughs> it's yeah. like, HN averages like ten point four yards a carry. Yeah, yeah. I think he had first down every time he touched. Well, so it's like twelve yards or something. That's like, like Jamal Char- Jamal Charles. What average? Eight yards, seven yards for his whole career. Uh, no, I think the highest is Jim Brown at like five or something like that. So like it, it usually. No, I feel you know, like what? Well, no, nuts. what was Jamal Char- Jamal Charles? <laughs> we'll find it. Uh, uh, Jamal Charles. Highest, how you put that? Highest average yard. Jamal Charles averaged uh five point four for his career. Yeah, the player with okay. the highest career average is Jim Brown. Well, at average least one of those years, it was like seven. Uh, yeah, small yes. charge point four yard per carry, uh, with a minimum of a thousand carries. Uh, 2011, he had 6.9 a carry. That's crazy, bro. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Mike I'm Vick, Mike I'm Vick is the highest average at seven me. yards per carry, but he doesn't have the minimum thousand yard or a thousand rushes, so which makes sense that checks out. Uh, <laughs> with, yeah. with Vic, um, but no, just watching that team, I it made me go back to in my mind when I was watching it because that game was really two games. It was the first quarter and then the rest of it because <laughs> it uh-huh. felt like when we got ahead, I wasn't like, oh, we're going to win this game. I'm like, oh, we got spotted 14 points. Is that going to be enough? And in my head, I was like, no, <laughs> it is not going to be enough in this game because it's just a matter of Miami figuring it out. It almost felt like Miami was trying stuff on us the first like couple of drives, like that yeah, one play. The fake QB sneak. Yeah. When Tua yeah. Tried to, the one where Tua threw it like backwards to the running back and he couldn't catch it. So it was like a fumble and he had to like run it like out of bounds pretty much. That looked like Mike Medaniel was just like in the back of the playbook, like, all right, Panthers are here. It's on five. Let's just let's try, try this one out and see what happens. Let's just see what they're going to do and see how nah, man, I actually feel like we there was a couple of plays in that game where if things would have went the other way, the fake like, punt, the fake punt, ooh, that would have mm. like 
if the football field was just a little bit wider, <laughs> a little bit, you like know, if, the, or the, if the earth rotated a different <laughs> way, that way, just a little different, like speed up earth. And like, you know, you know, LaVisca had to look at that replay up on the screen. Like as soon as he got off the film, it was just like, oh, man, it was God, a great play, great balls. effort and everything, man. Like it just so happened that the field, I think the paint. On the sideline was a little bit, you know, too they, thick. They didn't. It was too thick. They they did it wrong that day. <laughs> usually, usually the sideline ain't there. Um, Man, golly. That, so, but if, but if we that that that's a pivotal point in the game yeah. where, like, you know, now as an offense, you're sitting on the sideline and you're saying, "Oh, coach called that." Oh, we get. That's oh, we, we got the first no. down. <laughs> oh, like, what is happening today? Like, like what is Frank like, doing? So, right. like, if like from from a, a motivational standpoint, like a confidence standpoint as a team, you convert that. Like your mind, you Miami, is like, yes. oh, like I'm like, oh wow, like we here, baby, we we really out here about to win this. We trying to everything with our might to try to win this game. That's the first time really all year where it felt like. But our offense had a defense on their heels, like it, the first yeah. two drives. And and honestly, again, Bryce Young feels like he's getting better to me each week. Like yeah. people are saying he yeah, can't throw yeah. a deep ball and all that kind of stuff. He was pushing the ball downfield on Sunday and he was yeah. he had a couple of throws where you're just like the oh. touchdown, the touchdown to Thielen where he just lofted it right over the, the safety. Yeah. Beautiful. There was another yeah. one where the guy, I think it was Thielen again, where he's crossing cross field and he has to kind of like drop it like a a bucket between the two. Yeah, he took a huge hit and he dropped it in between like the linebacker and like the cornerback that was behind him perfectly as he ran him out of bounds. It was stuff like that where I was like, okay, I can see why he spent pick number one overall. Cause that was a that was We've tried to tell that everyone was, that Bryce is not the issue, right? No, he is. Yeah, he's right. not the issue. Um, there's a there's another play. I don't know if y'all saw it, but like, it's like uh, I think he hits like a crossing route, and like, it's almost like he doesn't even look. It's like a no look pass, and it's like he's like shifting in the pocket because he's about to get hit, and he just throws it like he and he's not looking. Yeah. It's a no look pass. Yeah. I mean, everybody talks about Patrick Mahomes and, and no look passes, and it's, I guess you know everybody's been adding that to their tool belt. Um, but our guy can do that, so he can throw no look passes. I, man, look, my main takeaway from that whole game was the end of it, watching Tua and Bryce hug at midfield, and in my mind, I was like, they were ready to throw Tua out in the trash heap twelve months ago in Miami, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like they were, they were willing to let Ryan Fitzpatrick run this thing until the wheels fell off, and now right. they're looking at it like. Hey, we might go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. And I noticed something else too. It looked like Bryce was taller than Tua. Maybe it was the cleats or something. But when they were standing there side by side, <laughs> he was taller. Like I was like, how don't tall worry, is Tua? Don't how worry tall is about Tua? it, Desmond. It just felt like I, I never, you don't rarely see people that are shorter than Bryce. And I was just like, I wish, I wish, him? I wish he was five seven, so that way he was shocked <laughs> the world even more. But no, like, I yeah. did, I did, I was concerned for Bryce uh, that first drive when he got sacked from behind. Mm-hmm. I, I thought yeah, he got yeah, killed. Yeah. Like he got hit hard. Like he yeah. dropped the ball. Luckily, he fell on it. Um, yeah. But it, that pop from the TV, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it didn't look good. <laughs> yeah, it did not look we good. Make sure we protect. We got to protect our quarterbacks out here, man. A lot of quarterbacks. <laughs> I seen this. Uh, go ahead and tap that while we while while we at it. I'm yeah. mad about this. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. Here we go. Public surface announcement. <laughs> uh Let's not get our quarterbacks blasted out of this league. Hello, protection yeah. services. Um, <laughs> we need to make sure that our quarterbacks 
stay upright as much as possible. I'm tired of guys getting smacked in the face, smacked at the ankles, the knees, because I'm tired of watching the football games, man, and saying, <gasps> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> It was like half the quarterback. I mean, I, even, I did that last night for Dak Prescott, man. I'm like, good Lord. Like, <laughs> like who was that that pushed that man back in the backfield? Defensive end for uh, – Was it Bosa or Mack? Uh, Mack – was it uh, Khalil Mack? Oh, that's right. Khalil that's Mack and the left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, uh, Tyron Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Man, listen. Khalil Mack. Moved him like he was a <laughs> stroller. All right. Like, <laughs> I was like, good Lord. Like, what you, what you been doing this week? You've been, you've been Being eating angry. the Wheaties. You've been like, you've been hanging out. You've been going to the spa. What no, you I remember been doing, got, man? You got embarrassed the week before. So maybe. Well, yes, they did. Well, yeah. but maybe, I don't know. But Khalil Mack, man, that's a man. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there like him. That are hitting quarterbacks, and that's not okay. No, it's not fair. Face Khalil? No. Oh yes, I have. When he played for the Raiders. Yeah, I was gonna say. Early I, I think that was like his first or second year. Yeah. yeah, like he was just coming on, and uh, we didn't really know too much about him. And I actually think maybe he picked. Did he pick Cam off in the end zone? That's like familiar. a screen, something like that. I don't so even know, he, man. Yeah, like some something. It was like right before halftime. Somebody picked us off. It could have been I'm him. Sure. I'm gonna say it's him. Let's we'll, just do that. Until, yeah. We'll just say it's him <laughs> until someone goes and I'm sure, finds out. I'm sure it being wasn't. a, I'm sure being a running back and pass pro is not a fun gig when he's coming down. Yeah, down the you know that's an unfair advantage. I used to always hate in in pass pro meetings where you know, coach would be like, "All right, and." uh Running back, you got Khalil Mack. Before you go out, before before you go out in your route, make sure you chip so and so. Man, listen, I'm gonna give him a chip. Look, you better get that ball listen, out. Look, look, Jordan, Jordan Gross. I'm gonna help you, but it ain't gonna be a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna give you this chicken wing. I'm gonna give you this chicken wing, and if this chicken wing don't work now, um, then it's on you. I'm, uh, we, uh, I know we're, we're going to be running up against time in about 20 minutes or so because we're going to stop at 11. But um, I did want to talk about the big news coming out of our Panthers camp the past couple of days. One of the reasons why I like that we wait until Tuesday to do these because things kind of happen right after the games that uh, a lot of these podcasts miss because they get on so early because they're so emotional. They got to get it all out. I'm mad. I'm angry. Like, ah, fire Frank Wright. Ah, he's not good enough. Instant ah, gratification. Fire Bryce Young. <laughs> Thomas Brown. Great. Elevated to uh, well, he already was offensive coordinator. Uh, uh, elevated to play caller. Um, Skyler, your thoughts on this? Because we've all been pretty adamant that it, while he hasn't ca- actually called an official NFL game before, he was calling some second halves of some of our preseason games. So he does have a little bit of with that, and he's been putting an in input as I think we've seen the past couple of weeks with some of the elements, like Stu said, with some motion and some things like that. It comes from the Sean McVay tree, LA Rams. What exactly do you think will change? with the playbook, if anything at all, because if I'm not mistaken, Thomas Brown had a hand in writing these plays. So won't it just be the same plays? Just <laughs> call yeah, from a I different mean, guy? It, it's not going to be like a whole new offense out there. It's going to be exactly what you've seen. It just might be a different, you know. Cadence. We're dressing. We're stuffed around the, you know, more motion, more confusing the defense. Kind of feel for the game. Like like Frank said, each coordinator, each, each 
yeah, each coordinator is going to have their own personality. Like they may run the ball in certain situations that Frank may not, and he may throw the ball in certain situations that Frank may not. But at the end of the day, it's the same play calls. It's just what he likes to see, what he wants to call. And really, I don't think it's going to change much because like Frank said, and I kind of agree with him, like the offense has kind of looked a little bit better over the last two or three weeks. Yeah. And even though they're not putting up points, they're, they're maybe not, you know, the wins or the losses are continuing to stack up, but they're starting to play a little bit better. It's going to help even more when you get Austin Corbett back. But I'm really, really interested to see like how much Sean McVay influence this is going to have. Because like Stu said earlier, you get people moving off their keys. That's that's the one big part. The second thing is you get those guys moving sideways. That's going to tire them out by the third and fourth quarter. Mm. That's a very big difference. And I I know a lot of you guys probably don't watch West Virginia, but – West Virginia hadn't been doing any of that stuff, that pre-motion stuff until last week against our game against Houston. Houston was gasping for air. They did it every single play. They were motioning guys all over the place. They were moving the receivers from the right side to the left side, back over to the right side, guys moving as the ball was being snapped. It looked like I was watching Navy in the shot in the in the shotgun. Like it looked so weird. But it was. It, it definitely has an influence on the defense. So I mean, I think guys, the biggest part, though, is really just a smoother operation because Frank doesn't have as much on his plate. He's able to see what personnel's in the game. He knows who's the in the game. Manage the clock. Yeah, they're not running up against the play clock. So I think it's just going to be a smoother operation. Yeah. Whenever you got your receivers going in motion, man, think about this. You are you are putting stress on the legs of that defensive back that has to go with him everywhere. Yep. Last night, Keenan Allen scored a one-yard touchdown because the DB was gassed. <laughs> Put yeah. it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately, all he did was go in a jog and score a touchdown. <laughs> y'all, can go back, y'all can go back and watch it. But my man, Keenan, lined up and, like, did a half motion it was just like he was just lackadaisical just like ah, going on a yep. jog <laughs> and didn't change pace at all went to the flat caught the touchdown and that was it and then buddy got there late i don't know what he was thinking he must have just been tired yeah so whenever you get guys <laughs> going in motion like that you are just really tiring them out you know what i'm saying the like at that at that rate you know it's third quarter fourth quarter the most conditioned guy is going to win that route. You know what I'm saying? The most conditioned guy is going to win that block. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's more than just X's and O's and, and running plays. It's about who's the most conditioned. You know what I'm saying? So, and, 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 and especially if you have, you know, depth issues. You know what I'm saying? I think, yeah. what, like last night, Dallas had some injuries at, you know, corner at the DB spot, right? Uh, well, yeah, Diggs is out for the season. Yeah, Diggs is out. So, yeah. I mean, hey, question mark. Um, and the third thing, too, with that is, like, you have a rookie quarterback who is a very good processor, understands the defense. But mm-hmm. there's still going to be some times where defenses in the NFL are going to confuse him. So, when you do send guys in motion, what's the, the number one thing that comes out of that? Zone you know, or man. Man or zone. Yep. Right. That helps a rookie right. quarterback. So, um, I, the, the biggest thing for me, positive-wise – was once the game was over and looking back at the first six weeks, because we, I think, well, me and Stu were hot. I think we were like at three and three or something like that when we did these predictions. And you were like at one and five or something like that. And Skylar was pretty much on point in terms of the things to look out for, not a lot of depth, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, 
We got nine dudes on IR right now. Five of them, I think, are defensive starters. So that kind of explains a little bit as to why these teams keep pulling away or whatever. I agree the offense is starting to look a little better, a little smoother. They do tend to go away with what worked the first half. Like, they they drift into the second half and they stop doing what was working. I don't know if that's a Frank Wright play calling issue. We'll find out because that's going to that's been remedied. So we'll see if they can kind of keep things going. I would have liked to seen some more Chuba in the second half uh, before it kind of got really pulled away from him. Um, the six games they've played this year, four, the four of them have been on the road. And two of those four were, were at Detroit, at Miami. Like, they might meet in the Super Bowl. Like, they might be two of the best teams in the league. And we had to play yeah. them both. Like, literally, Detroit ain't playing around. Like, Detroit is here. Like, it's not a – they're a wild card. They might squeak in. They might mess around and have the number one seed in the NFC when all this is over with. And same with Miami. Like, I don't – both of them feel like they're going up like this. Where like this past week the 49ers and the Eagles kind of felt like they came down a little bit, especially I know the Browns have like the number one defense in the league or something like that, but that's not a game the 49ers should lose. I know they lost players. Uh shout out to CMC who got hurt. Uh, who else? Uh Debo got injured in that game. Debo, they're, they're missing some weapons. So that's their Achilles, really. Is like they're missing that. We're, we're gonna talk about Achilles heels here in just a bit, too, because I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, boy. Oh my goodness, he's an alien. I don't know what's Listen. going on over there, but we'll get to that in just a second. You know, I want to get around the NFL. I'm gonna tell you, you know, why I'm mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna so, tell you why we mad. So I'm gonna tell you why we mad. What kind, of, what, kind of, what kind of surgery you have? It's been like 28 <laughs> days since he had the surgery. Like, and he had to throw a football field. Throw. I, all these. I saw uh, Richard Sherman last night. I was watching some clips from Undisputed, and he's had the same surgery. The uh, yeah, me too. Oh, you had an Achilles. Yeah. So how long? Well, how long was it before you could put weight on it? Because he was saying like three months or something like that. It was definitely three to four months to really what? just be out there like without what the, like what the hell is like, happening? Like like, like it like it. It was probably like two months actually, two to three months. Did he really tear for it? him to be out there for thirty? Thirty. It's been thirty eight days, man. That's what I'm saying. Like and he just out there just like oh no problem. I can't Throwing process it. It's like what. <laughs> like, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean? This is like, the difference. This is the difference here. I'm gonna tell you. He is channeling his inner goat. Okay. He <laughs> right now he is channeling an inner goat called Alien Goat. Alien Goat. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is an alien goat. And he came to Earth through birth. And <laughs> um He's basically an alien. I don't know how else to tell you. I can tell you a couple of other. He's like Christian McCaffrey is also an alien. Um, yeah, there's a lot of aliens out here that we don't know about, but um, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill Tyreek is unit. another alien. Yeah. Golly, he's definitely there. an alien. <laughs> that boy is something different with him. Um, he's on planet. He's on planet fast. Do you <laughs> do you think uh, do you think we see Rogers play this season? I do. I think so, bro. How is that? I mean, think about this. Think about this. Jets. The way the Jets defense is playing, that's good enough. <laughs> like, man, look, he all he got to go out there and be like Peyton Manning when he played for the Denver Broncos. You remember that? Hand it they off. Won a Super Bowl against mm-hmm. the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, shame, shame, shame. But he had the worst but, offensive output of any Super Bowl winner in history. If I'm not mistaken, the defense showed up. That's mm-hmm. all. That ma- that's all that mattered for them. He threw right, 180 yards or something in that game. The Jets. I'm gonna go out there and say this: if the Jets. Just do their business on defense, and somehow on offense, they just figure out how not to mess up. 
Oh, we gonna be we gonna see them in the playoffs. That's the catch twenty two, isn't it? Because if if they're good enough to be in the playoffs, then that means Zach Wilson kind of did his job, right? Like that he did what yeah. he needed to do to get there. So do you disrupt that chemistry in December by bringing in Aaron Rodgers with a yeah? Because you gonna need a, a, a kid. I don't yeah. even understand how to describe it. Like because whoever you are gonna have to play is gonna be dropping points. I don't care. So yeah, Bengals, Chiefs, and, uh, yeah, yeah, Bills, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miami. <laughs> Miami honestly reminds me of the Bengals the year they went to the Super Bowl. Like where you just you didn't feel like it was real, but it, it's starting to look really real. Like, they remind yeah. me of the '99 Rams, and I'll say it right now after Week Six. Like after seeing it up close, because the '99 Rams was my squad, and they had speed all over. Asakim, mm-hmm. like all of them dudes was fast, and and then you had a uh, a running back like Marshall could do a little bit of everything. They don't have that, but they have two dudes at running back that are faster than your car. <laughs> so yeah, it's like yeah. don't really and then and Tua, all Tua has to do is put it in the right spot. He's the perfect quarterback for the system because that's what he does. He's he's accurate. He's a 70% thrower. Like you, he just needs to know where he needs to lead the ball to. Like he's throwing the spots. Like he's not throwing, yeah. he's throwing the areas. And you put again, you put Tyree Kill 30 yards out from Tua, dead center of the field, and there's nobody like right on top of him when the ball gets to him barbecue chicken like it like you can't you can't catch him <laughs> you got to be in front of yeah. him to tackle him because if you're behind him he's going to run away from you it's not even going to be like i'm keeping pace he's literally going to do this <laughs> into the yeah. end zone and then that flip that he did with the with the phone with the phone like come i want to see bro. that like, footage of him of i wish i could do that i do too i saw it i was like that was cool i was like man, <laughs> that was pretty cool. i can't be mad i can't be mad that was pretty cool um so going forward, uh, well, let's stay here in the, around the NFL. After all the stuff you saw this past Sunday, who do you think is the best team in the NFC right now? The Philadelphia Eagles. NFC? Still, yeah, you yes, still think it's the Eagles? Right now with C-Mac being nuts. hurt, with Debo being hurt, no right love now the, the Philadelphia Eagles are, are the best team. And I'll tell you why. This is a this game that they just lost, Philly. Jalen Hurts had probably his worst game, like in, in several years, I guess. Um, this is a game that really can either drive a team to doing better or drive or a break. team to doing worse. This is this doesn't really seem like the t- type of team that this game is going to you know make them become worse. Uh, if anything, Jalen Hurts is probably watching film right now, um, doing something to get better right now, along with his teammates and his comrades. And so they, they've they proven that they've been able to get to that position like last year. Um, and their goal has been this whole offseason to get back. And so they have the talent. They are proven They've been in the position before. Scott. Detroit Lions, the, the Detroit Lions are talented. They they have proven themselves. They deserve all the accolades right now as far as being five and one. But they also haven't been there before. They got to prove it to you before you'll give yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. They haven't That's been fair. there before. Um, what do you think, Scott, in the NFC? I, I'd still say Philly, too. I mean, I, I don't know if they lose more than three games this year. And I mean, San Fran, like it's it's been the injury bug with them, right? And last year that was an issue. This year it's starting to become an issue. And if it does again, 
look, everyone's – and I don't I don't understand it. I really don't. Like, Brock Purdy's a good quarterback, but he's also got a heck of a lot of help. Okay, yeah. So, like, we're about to see what Brock Purdy's really made of. And I – to just me, I'm not there in the category saying Brock Purdy's elite like everybody else is saying. Yeah, I'm not he's there got to, For him to be elite, he's got to prove that without those guys, he can still win games and win them handily. And I just I'll tell you the did. difference between a if you want to if you want a comparison of what elite is, Christian McCaffrey is elite. Yep. Now, yep. will you match Brock Purdy to the eliteness of Christian McCaffrey? No. No. <laughs> no. So yeah. So let, let's that that ends the, that should end the discussion. One, I will say a guy that's heading towards that way, and a, a name you're going to hear an MVP conversation this year is Jared Goff. I've been on Goff from the get go. He, yeah. I don't remember what I saw from him earlier in the season, but my man there's, looks good. Like he there's looks only three great. teams. Only three teams in the NFC I think have a legit shot. That's. Philly, San Francisco, and Detroit. Outside of that, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, then you get into like yeah. Dallas is four and two, Tampa's yeah, three and yeah, two. Yeah, four and two. yeah uh, Dallas should have lost that game last two. night. Yeah, yeah, they got lucky. Herbert just ha- Herbert had probably one of his worst games throwing the ball last night that I've seen. Uh, oh, um, yeah. and, will, and it's not even fair. It's not even close. I will say this though, uh, on the NFC side, because my pick right now is uh, Detroit, but. Uh, there's a case to be made for San Francisco uh, looking at point differential uh, across the entire league. Uh, Phillies, their point differential is plus 31. They've scored 155. They've allowed 124. I thought they'd been in some close games like all year and just kind of got away. Um, Detroit is plus 55. So same kind of deal. San Francisco is plus 97. They have scored 184 points and have only allowed 87 points through six weeks. Um, that's that's the key right there. Is like when you get into the playoffs, that's why I lean toward more Philly and San Francisco because if Detroit has to go on the road and play San Francisco, I mean, even if it's at home, I, I trust San Francisco's defense against Detroit than the other way around. I, I don't think that Detroit's really going to have much success against stopping all those weapons 49ers have. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, AFC side. Who you think's the best in the AFC right now? Because that one's a little bit more jumbled up um, at the top. Well, it's about five. Uh, well, you got Miami, Baltimore, Jacksonville, Kansas City. Honestly, probably Miami. Kansas City is a close second. <sighs> yeah, I can't name yeah. the skill position players for Kansas City, <laughs> which is nuts. Like, who's he throwing this to? <laughs> like, who's him ball? Well, then they got um. No, I can't. I'm, I can't I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with Kansas City. I mean, until somebody yeah, – I can't argue with him. I can't like, argue with I think, I think Kansas City's defense is actually starting to play pretty good. Like, over, over the last couple of years, I like their defense better this year than I do in previous years. They're on a five-game win streak, Kansas City. Uh, after that opening uh, Thursday night loss, they've won five straight. Um, I got something else I want to talk about that I'm mad about. Yeah, go ahead and get it in. Giants. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why ball. we mad, son. Look, you mad at your quarterback <laughs> for calling the option to run at the goal line there. First of all, don't yell at him. Don't call that play. Yeah, you called it. Yeah, you called <laughs> it. At it. Don't be mad at him for for <laughs> doing what you told him to do. Come on, man. And you had a timeout, I think. <laughs> That's the second time the Giants have popped up and tell them why you're mad this season. <laughs> no, like, I, like it's just I, like you on national television, bro. Like, I know you a coach and you want your players to do well, and you a good coach. 
Like they buying in for you. They doing all the things, but you're not about to yell at Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> oh, that's, you just remind, that's why I'm going to tell you why we mad. I'm going to tell you why we mad. Why in the world do the Giants have every game on primetime television this year? They've had like every game. It feels like it's been after eight o'clock. Like why? <laughs> like, what's so what happens when a big market team wins? In the previous year, yeah, but still, like nobody wants to see this, and you keep putting it on Sunday night football, Monday night football. Like, make it stop. (laughs) I don't want to see. Can't y'all flex them out? Did y'all y'all see the uh, the the swift handshake at the end between him and McDermott? Uh huh. It was uh, it was interesting. You have to go and see it on on Twitter X. It's it it didn't look like Dable was very happy, which is interesting because the the two work together. Hmm. I, mean, I, I, thought about, I thought you were about to give a Taylor Swift reference there because she's still around. Uh, she's still out there um, <laughs> doing a thing. I saw, I saw that video on Twitter where somebody put the – it was off some show or whatever, and he's just screaming like, I don't care. And it's the perfect <laughs> – ex- I'm perfect mad about something else. Emotion. We've already talked about it. We've seen it. But these dogs yeah, are the I'm going to tell, tell you why we mad, son. These refs out here earning the right to be memed <laughs> with blind mice right now. Okay, listen. <laughs> that was holding. Waller was held. He was oh, held yeah. off and all. <laughs> you man. called the same. You called the same penalty. The play before. Don't be scared to call it again. We got to give him a give me give me back type. Yeah, thing. man. Like, look, yeah, if they if they hold three plays, four plays in a row, you got to call it four plays in a row. There are a shortage of good referees from at all levels. Uh, Look, I see it every Friday. Desmond, like, it, Desmond they, you got to get your conditioning up so that way you can go ref. Who me? Nah, yeah. bro, I, I'm out of breath walking from my front porch to the <laughs> to the car. Well, I couldn't that's run another. Front well, that's, that's an issue. We need, to, we, well, yeah, we need to we'll talk about, talk about that. <laughs> we got it. We got to get out of here. We're up against the time today, but uh, we'll uh, also too. I, I just want to let you know. <laughs> oh no! Also, I saw Scotland last week for the first time in the flesh. Oh yeah, Skyler, you six one? You six foot one? Yeah, like, I'm like I'm like six two or three. I don't know how. <laughs> six two three, a buck eighty. You buck know, 90? yeah. You didn't know, yeah. I didn't know. I'm like, God, that you ain't tall. <laughs> we need a wide receiver. I'm six two. Dang, y'all both tall, ain't you? Well, my daddy was six eight, so you know, <laughs> my whole my whole my whole family's six foot tall. Midget like, right. <laughs> <Midget laughs> like. <laughs> we got we got to go. This is the audio will be on uh, all major podcast platforms through the Believe Podcast Network. We're presented by Bet Online. I don't know if we're doing a show next week. We're on a bye. We we kind of deserve a break too. Nah, we're gonna talk about something next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like all in. We'll have something to be mad about. There'll be something to be mad about when we come back around. So check for us next Tuesday. Um, I, I think typically we're in the morning, so you can check for us there. Uh, we gotta get out. Peace. Panther Panther Nation is not that bad. I know we come on here every week and say it, and something happens to make it feel like it's worse than the last time we said it, but it's really true. It's not that bad. It's a bye week. Take a deep breath. We're gonna reset. Eleven more games to go. Eleven more games to go. So uh for on behalf of Skylar Callahan and Jonathan Stewart, I'm Desmond Johnson for the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Keep pounding. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.